0: fishing opportunities in southern california baja alaska or just about anywhere the fish are biting we have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening so sit back relax and get ready for the fastest two hours of radio it's all right here right now on rod and reel radio the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the united states now here's your host hop along john cassidy again to a live edition of
1: Broad and Real Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hopalong John Cassidy, and it is our pleasure to welcome you to the show tonight. I know there's a lot of distraction out there. We appreciate you tuning in, but the Phoenix Open has ended, so there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to listen to the radio show. Hey, I am going to make it worth your while tonight. We've got a jam-packed show waiting for you. And let me give you an idea just some of the guests that are waiting for us. Right out of the gate, we are going to have Major League Fishings Pro Dean Rojas with us. Uh, Dean is embarking on a rather ambitious uh, season Uh, here in 2021. uh, He's fishing two circuits, plus a number of other events uh, 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 over the course of the year. So we'll be finding out what's happening with Dean. We'll be speaking with him live. He's at Lake Okeechobee in Florida. So don't miss that. Dean Rojas is going to be with us tonight. And then later on in the show, the Wild West Tournament Trails are coming out here to Southern California. Executive Director Randy McBride is going to be with us, along with Regional Director Jim Slight. We're going to find out all about Wild West bass, what their plans are for Southern California, where they're going to be fishing, and all the good things like that. So That'll be the first hour. The second hour, we'll have Cobble Greg Aristi with us from Land's End Charters. He'll give us an idea of what's happening down in Cabo San Lucas with regards to the fishing and the fishing opportunities he can make available with you by going to Land's End Charters. So Cobble Greg will be with us. And then to finish it off, the Iron Man himself, Danny Wade, will be with us. The DW1 yo-yo jigs are out. We're going to find out all about them. There's also a lot of questions out there that uh, we've been hearing from fishermen, wanting to know what rod and reel setup are most ideal to fish with these jigs with. So Danny's going to be here to answer those questions. He's going to give us an update, too, on what the fishing is. We're hearing that there are some yellowtail off La Jolla, probably some at the islands, and other neat things happening out there. So Danny Wade from H&M Landing will be with us. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Otto, I don't know. Uh, Do we have, hey, let's hold on here. Uh, Normally, I introduced my co-host at this time. So what I want to see is, do I have Stan Vanderberg with us? Stan, are you with us? Nope. Doesn't seem to be the case. Okay. Okay. And uh, are we... All right. Well, right now we're trying to get a hold of Stan, and we are trying to get a hold of Dean Rojas as we uh, wind up uh, uh, working here. But let me tell you a couple of things we've got going for us. I want to tell you that I want to announce... The uh, uh, a charter that we've got coming up for Rod and Reel Radio. We're going to be with Sea Adventure Sports Fishing and we're going to go aboard the Excalibur. It's going to be a limited got no edition. no volume. Can you hear me? It's going to be a limited edition for Rod and Reel Radio Fishermen. We're going to limit it to 20 okay. aboard the Excalibur. Our days going out, we'll be leaving on July the 18th. It's a half day trip, leaving on a Friday come back on a Sunday so you're going to want to know all about it we've already got about 12 spots sold on this trip so if you're interested and in a great limited edition trip on Excalibur with Sea Adventure Sports Fishing just to send me a message there at Ron Real Radio and uh, we'll make sure we'll sign you up Stan just checking are you with us yet
2: uh, I think so
1: <laughs> all right there you are Stan how you doing tonight I wasn't truthfully really expecting you well truthfully I wasn't either but I made it back and here I am (laughs) okay (laughs) great hey Otto have we been able to make contact with Dean yet okay hold on Stan you know uh if you will what has been happening to you this weekend let's see what I could do to try and better get a hold of Dean okay (laughs) well
2: I've had a busy week um Trying to get rid of or ready for tournaments, who are always busy, Um, pre-fishing when weather's changing from cold to hot. In a pre-pre spawn mode, you're not you're not sure where the fish are, and the fish aren't sure where they are either. So we, I had uh, a second tournament of the year, and it was one of those things where you get out there and and uh, you'll see because we had a week or two weeks of really basically really warm weather the water's really cold but the fish are up and moving where you'll see these cruisers in 10 feet of water or less sometimes sitting right on the end of a point in two feet of water warming themselves up and they're really confused about are we supposed to spawn are we not but those fish are Mm -hmm. really hard Mm -hmm. to catch Uh, it suckers a lot of the guys into playing the game to catch those but the real fish are usually down deeper somewhere normally 20 to anywhere 20 to 40 feet depending on the area that they're in and the water temperature of the area of the lake so my job was to just go out there let the fish tell me where they are and you try to find a spot and (laughs) pick it apart until you get onesie twosies but i had a pretty good tournament um fish were in where i thought they would be as the lake this we were fishing up at casitas the water is falling because they're they're not putting water in the lake right now with the rain. And there was probably, well, I don't know, 30 some odd teams, but as the the water's dropping like this, you've got the fish move off of the longer points and they move on as something that's an edge. Uh, and they usually are right off the edge. And as long as you're finding rock, because there's no shad right now, in the wintertime the shad died uh, and they go down, there may be areas of, of the lake that had some in it, but the major... Food resource for the bass is the sculpin, sculpin and crawdads, uh, and the females have to eat the uh, the crawdads to get the keratin from the husk of the crawdad there to build uh, their eggs up. And then the the sculpin bite is what everybody calls a sponge bite because bass don't come up and crush the sculpin like they would a the crawdad, where they gotta go get it real fast maybe they're following it, but they come up and they grab it and crush it um in inside their mouth. Well sculpin, they don't do that. Sculpin don't go anywhere. They're just sitting on a rock and uh, the bass will come up find one and just slurp them. And they don't go anywhere because of the very cold water. They don't want to chase anything. They're not very active. So as uh <laughs> the bass fishermen are out there, if you're not really if you haven't got really sensitive rods and uh, and you're not with the program a lot of guys miss the bites uh, because it's a sponge bite and as soon as you you feel them if you're moving too fast you don't feel them at all and a lot of times you miss your fish and all so right
1: stan can we interrupt you for a minute because we finally have made contact with dean and sure. i know he'd be interested in what that bite is because he is fishing a major league fishing tournament on lake okeechobee it is the um uh the mlf pro circuit so let's see if we have finally been able to make contact with pro angler dean rojas dean are you finally with us
3: yes i am john how are you doing tonight stan that's some uh, interesting stuff you're talking about the sculpting that i've never heard it put, put that way before that's pretty good
2: you want to hear the rest Oh, <laughs> uh,
4: whatever!
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. I've never, heard, never heard of that. So that's pretty. I, I can see why it would work. Yeah, it's, it's correct. Yeah.
1: Stan, it we might be able to get to the rest of that story before the uh, evening's up. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, There's a hey, trick to this too, <laughs> but, but we'll talk about that later. All right. Yeah. Hey, Dean, we want to welcome you to the radio show, and the first thing I want to do, and I can't believe. That time has gone by the way it has. But I want to congratulate you on the 20th anniversary of your record-breaking catch on Lake Okeechobee. So congratulations. And, and tell us, is that memory still as fresh as it ever was? And what did that that record-breaking catch really mean to you at the time?
3: Well, thank you, John. Uh, I appreciate that. It's been, been 20 years, but I did it on Lake Toho. And not Lake Okeechobee. Soho is about an hour and a half uh, north of where I'm at right now, but still on the Kissimmee River. Kissimmee River dumps into Okeechobee. It's still the chain of lakes. So, uh, but yeah, it was uh, January 17th, 2001. It's the day I celebrate every every year, and uh, this was the 20 year anniversary of, of of having the day that all days that people would dream about, and that's catching you know 45 pounds of bass for for a five fish limit in a major tournament. In a major event, so uh, it's incredible. It it, uh, it it basically solidified myself uh, into the record books, obviously, and then it kind of put a stamp uh, next to my name. Um, you know, I was still fairly young in my career when I did that. Uh, I still had a lot more to prove, but uh, that that was a magical week. I I captured my first Bassmaster um, B.S.S. win on the top tier level so that was another milestone uh that i always set for myself as a goal and a dream to to hoist the big plaque and and uh and the big check and everything so uh fantastic week and uh celebrated every year cuz it's just a a pivotal point in in my life and uh and i think that it's really cool john because people always talk about it and you know I and mean, i told the story a couple times this past uh, two weeks and It's like reliving it all over again, and uh, it's neat that people that remember that day uh, specifically when they heard about it, so pretty cool.
1: You know, Dean, we have a lot of mementos here at Angler's Arsenal of of fishermen that we've known and fishermen of the past and everything like that, and one of the things we have here is a Dean Rojas autographed jersey, and on that uh, picture frame, too, we also have a picture of you hoisting those fish. It's an autographed picture uh, that uh, uh, of you. And I've got to tell you, it is one of the most talked about items that we get here in the shop. So even this long ago, people are still talking about that record-breaking performance of yours.
3: Yeah, it was uh, just a special time, John, and uh, the conditions were right um, you know for it to happen. And as quickly as, as they move up there, they, they leave really quickly as well. So, you know, I was just able to capitalize on them uh, that last practice day is when I found them and uh, was really didn't sleep well the night, that night uh, knowing uh, what I'd seen <laughs> for the next morning. And, um, you know, and even going into that event, I, you know, I was in 114th place in the standings out of 150 guys, so I was bringing up the rear uh, and all that. So nobody was looking at Dean Rojas at that time. And so, for me, I just wanted to get back, you know, up in the points and so forth and just just get a check. So, driving from Lake Havasu City all the way down to uh, Orlando, Florida, you know, I had 2,700 miles to think about how I was going to go ahead and and, uh, pull off a check and try and get back on the points. Lo and behold, uh, all the conditions lined up perfectly for me, and water warmed up, and all the big females came to the bank, and it was just an incredible sight. I've never seen anything like it Uh, the only other time I've seen it like that was Santee Cooper, uh where it was the same kind of a deal where when when Preston Clark broke broke my record, it was the same for the for the four day, not not for the one day, but it was incredible to watch those fish move up all, all overnight. And the next thing you know, everything on the bank is five and six and ten pounds. It was, it was incredible.
2: Yeah, Dee, but you were I got a question for you. Here what well While you you pre-fished the lake, and you found fish in an area, or were they up uh, up and almost spawning, and then you went back, and they came back to that area?
3: Yeah, the first morning of practice, I went into a canal, and uh, I remember the water temperature was 57 degrees, which is really cold in Florida, and I remember trolling motor down, and I see these huge clearings in the water, and, you know, I just say, man, those look like beds, but, you know, carp do that, too, you know, and... You know, and you never know about Florida. There's always patches of sand and everything. And, and I and I saw two or three of them, and then I, and all of a sudden I saw a little, like, a 13-inch bass just shoot off, you know? And I'm like, man, I bet that sucker was up on a bed, you know? And so I go, well, you know, we have three days of practice, so that was the first morning of practice. So uh, I, I told myself, let's come back here to the last day of practice, and we will, we will go down this canal again. So. Second day, went around. We had a huge fog delay. We had a fog every morning because it was heating up every day. It was getting close to 80 every day, uh, and the water was still cold, so a lot of fog. And uh, so the second day, you know, found some other fish, and then the third day, I took a sponsor fishing, and um, and he had to be back at the dock by 1130, so I said, okay, I'm going to drop you off. And he goes, going to get off the water? I said, no, because all the while, I'm thinking about this canal. So, I went ahead and dropped him off. He goes, Are You gonna get off the water? I said, No, I gotta go check a few things and uh, I'll be back. So I I ran right over that canal. It was about five miles away, three, four miles away. And I pull up there and it's just warm. I mean, it's just, there's no clouds in the sky. It's warm. And man, I come rolling up in there and oh my gosh, it was uh, <laughs> incredible. It, uh, uh, the first <laughs> patch I pulled up to was, uh, the fish that I ended up catching was a 1012. Uh, that uh, was the meanest bass that I ever come across in my in my entire life. Um When I was fishing for it, just trying to see if it could bite, it came it came out from where it was at and and sat there and stared at my trolling motor head in the water. I mean, with its fins flaring. I mean, it was I'd never seen a fish do that where they come out and they, she did not want me there <laughs> at all. And so, um but I, and every time I would flip the bait over, she'd swim right back over there and, and just I mean. Fins flaring, and I mean, just really unhappy. So finally got her to bite it, and, uh, <laughs> and finally she spit it out. Thank goodness, because uh, I didn't want to. You know, obviously didn't want to set the hook on her. But that was on one side of the canal. So um, just to make a, a, a long story short, uh, the other side of the canal, I went down that stretch, and there was three where I saw the little buck run around. Um, there was three beds sitting there, and each one of those had a nine pounder sitting on it. So I had the 10, 12, and I had the 9, 9, and 9, and then further down the canal I found another one about six, and so forth. But th- that's where I started. And uh, that first morning I went in there and I caught the the 10, 12 pretty quickly, and which was incredible because it's it was just uh you know it was amazing uh, to be able to do that. Uh, but I had company in there, so uh, the other angler started on those three nines, and he caught the one nine, and then five minutes later he caught the second nine. And then he took off down the canal and I told my partner, I said, man, he, uh, he left one over there. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, I motored on over there and I checked the beds. Yeah, that one's gone. That one's gone. And I roll up the next one real quiet. This is before power poles. This is before GPS. This is before any of that stuff, you know? So, and all I see is this big white spot. And I see this big black thing sitting there with big bulging eyes, just sitting and laying there waiting. And <laughs> it took me about 10 minutes to get her to bite. And then, um, Bit and caught caught her, so that was the nine. And then I ended up catching a three pounder and a two pounder there, uh, just on the other side, just some small males, just to kind of get a limit. But I had a ten, twelve, a nine, you know, a three and a two. So you can do that. The the math on that is nineteen. Uh, we're at twenty three pounds. Mind you, it only took like twenty two pounds for three days of fishing the year before just to get a check. So I thought I was I was I was I was, I was in check range. So I was happy with that. Um, but little did I know after that where I went to the next area is where I found the rest of them. Uh, the other big three uh, bass that uh, was just incredible. Just, uh, I just We don't have time, but I'd love to tell the story
5: because <laughs> it's, <just, laughs> well, it's so, it's just hey, so
3: neat to, to relive it again.
1: Hey, Dee, we do have to take a break right now and we do want to catch up with what you're doing this season too. Uh, You know, if you uh, go back to the archive pages of Rod Real Radio, uh, we've had Deed on in the past where we spent a lot more time with the story that Dean asked. It is indeed a credible, uh, credible story. And, Dean, not only that, you put together back to back wins, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at that time, which was a big feather in your cap.
3: Yeah, that was something that uh, people even forget about. I won the very next event after that, so uh, it's overshadowed by the by the record and uh, and the catch that I did down at Lake Tahoe.
1: All right, hey, we're speaking with Pro Angler Dean Rojas. We're going to catch up with him and find out where his next victory is going to be. But stay tuned. Stan and myself will be back after these messages.
5: Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than two and a half million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom bait.
6: Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner's store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs.
1: We all like to travel, whether it's for business or it's pleasure, but one thing we all like to do, it's save money. Well, we got a travel tip for you. Bill Boyce has put together a travel website for you that can save you a lot of money. You can become your own travel agent. The site is bookwithboyce.com. You're going to save yourself 5 to 35% on all nationally advertised travel rates. You want to uh, go to Mexico? You want to go to Hawaii? Bookwithboyce.com can offer you outstanding prices. And here's the deal. There's no surprises for accommodations, rental cars, or activities. So try bookwithboyce.com now and thank Bill Boyce later on.
7: Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the fishing boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others, you're also helping yourself? Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%, lowers the risk of developing cancer, and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else, and to help yourself. If you can't donate, you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org. That's the SanDiegoBloodBank.org. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor.
0: I always wear a life jacket when I'm on the water because I'm lazy. I like floating like a giant turtle covered with SPF 50. The life jacket does the work. I highly recommend this to everyone. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
1: Stan Vandenberg and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Our special guest this hour is pro-angler Dean Rojas. And Dean, I know you're getting ready to... Fish a big tournament. Uh, you're uh, at Lake Okeechobee, so that means you're three hours uh, ahead of us. So thank you for taking some of your Sunday to be with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, John. Always, uh, always a great
3: time doing your show. I always enjoy uh, visiting with you, Stan and Wendy. Always, guys do a great job.
1: Well, we we have you on just here for a limited time because we know you have to get going. But one of the reasons why I, I invited you on. I saw a post that you posted here uh, a few weeks ago that not only are you fishing the Major League Fishing Elite Series, but you're also fishing the Major League uh, Pro Circuit Series. And uh, one series takes a lot out of you, but you've decided to do two this year. Tell, Tell us a little bit about the thought going behind that and what an enduro you have set up for yourself in
3: 2021 yeah it's uh it it just set up that way john it's the first time we've uh in a long time that uh, both circuits uh meaning the major league fishing bass pro tour which is the one i currently fish and the pro circuit uh under the mlf umbrella which is formerly the flw tour uh as uh, mlf purchased flw so there is a there's we have two pro divisions uh the pro circuit that I'm fishing this week is the traditional five fish limit that we have that I've been doing for my whole life, my whole career. Uh so they kick off this week on Okeechobee and then the next one will be the Major League Fishing event, the Pro Bass Pro Tour uh, will happen in about two or three weeks. So uh yes, there are six events that I'll be fishing on the Pro Circuit side and then the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, I'll be fishing uh nine events on that side. So a total of fifteen uh, outside of some cup events and some special events I've got a heavy schedule uh but you know um some things have happened in my life uh recently. both my boys are off uh you know uh to the universities uh you know getting their education and and you know they they're fine young men um you know working through their way through you know where they want to be at and what they want to do so um the house is empty so uh i don't you know my wife renee she's going to come out and join me a lot this year on the tour and do some traveling and so forth so the timing's right to do it uh i turned 50 this year which i can't believe i still feel like i'm a wow. 20 year old kid in san diego you know uh fishing and so forth but uh you know it's, it's incredible and uh i feel great physically i'm keeping myself in shape and uh and i'm looking forward to it i i I uh, I love competing. I love competing against the best anglers in the world uh, on a daily basis. Uh, it drives me. It motivates me. And uh, it makes me, you know, to change and to be better. I want to be better every day. And so those are the things that I look at why I'm doing this. And so um, I just want to continue, you know, progressing as a professional angler
4: and getting better and better.
1: Well, Dean, you know, I can't tell you how many kids come in here and they're looking for places to fish. And a lot of times we mention, why don't you try Choyas? And they yeah. go, Oh, I don't want to go to Choyas. There's not bass in there. And that's for kids. And I says, are you kidding me? Dean yeah. Rojas actually started fishing on that lake. So you want to go down there and give it a try. And, and I can't tell you how many times we've told that to young anglers here.
3: Yeah, that's where it all started. That's where my love of bass fishing, uh, started. It was that little kids' lake, Choice Lake, there just outside of Lemon Grove. And, uh, you know, that, that little lake probably saved my life, uh, because it gave me an outlet and a way to, um, get away from all the negative stuff that was, uh, surrounding me at that time and offered me, you know, something to, um, channel the energy that I had that for fishing away from all the other stuff. And, uh, you know, it wasn't cool to be a fisherman when you're in high school, but um, I already knew where I wanted to go and what what I wanted to do. It's just a matter of how I was going to get there. But Choice Lake was an important part of my life, um, and in uh, that time, I just remember riding my bike there and my pole and my little fanny pack full of plastic worms and hooks and weights. You know, <laughs> trying trying to catch a little a little
8: green
1: bass. Well, you know, you say it's not cool to be a fisherman in high school, but we've got to. Compliment you and Renee and your son Austin because he has taken fishing and brought it to a new level. Where now, if I'm not mistaken, he is on a fishing scholarship to Simpson College out of Reading. Uh, you and Renee must be proud of, well, I know you're proud of both your sons because Cameron is, you know, going after another career in aviation. But with Austin, a uh, scholarship uh, to college to fish. That's, that's gotta be, uh, man, his dream for sure.
3: Yeah. And it makes me jealous. Cause I had never had that. When I was <laughs> you know, to be able to oh, go ahead and go to, like, go to a university and have them pay for everything. And they just tell them, you just fish, you just compete and represent the school. And, you know, and, and I just, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible, I, I'm, very, um, very, uh, fortunate and very grateful. And, uh, for, uh, Simpson uh, providing my son uh, with an opportunity to compete uh, and help their school and re- represent their school throughout the United States and so forth. And um, you know it, the way it came about was very very quickly. And and that, you know and I, I deal with college teams all across the country, John. Um, you know we're constantly around the kids uh, at our pro events because they're always weighing in in front of us. They're always around us. So I know what's out there and I know what was there, but. My son, Austin, he needs to—he needs to want to do that. I didn't—I didn't force anything on him. I didn't tell him you're going to do this and da 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 da. He wanted to do it, and that's the big difference. Is you know, he wanted to go there and he wanted to to fish on the fishing team and he wanted to, you know, to move up to Northern California and and do all that stuff. You know, and it's a great place up there for him. The fishing's fantastic with Lake Shasta and Oroville and Clear Lake and the Delta and. I mean, all those lakes up there, they're, they're way better than, than the lakes that we have down the south, you know. So uh, for him, he'll learn how to fish, you know, in 60 feet of water, 70 feet of water, because he already knows how to fish in one and two feet of water living on Havasu. So uh, he'll learn the whole spectrum of it. And, you know, if he chooses to, to, to go down the path of being a professional angler, and he's, he's nudging that way, uh, even though he always says he doesn't want to, but, man, he is getting he's getting a little fire under him now and cause he's feeling it now, uh, you know, fishing against these, these, uh, college kids. And so, um, you know, we're very proud and uh, very fortunate and, and very grateful uh, for, for the gift uh, of that. So we're, we're working through all that. And, um, you know, he's just, he just loves to fish. Well, okay, you
2: know, Dean, that, that deal when I was in college, I'd be, a, I'd have a doctorate in bass, um, i
1: of state and college for that. If you will, tell us about this first event now. You're on Lake Okeechobee. Does the style of fishing that you found in Lake Okeechobee, does that really uh, suit well with your fishing style, or is it something really completely different being from the West Coast?
3: Well, it's completely different from the west coast and the only thing that I can compare it to would be uh the backwaters of Lake Havasu, uh in the lower Colorado where you have you know, basically everything's four and five feet of water. Same thing with Okeechobee, but Okeechobee is so big. I mean it is massive. Uh it's a, one of the biggest bodies of water we ever fish, you know, all year long and it's and there's so much cover. Uh so it's it's very difficult to break a lake down like that. I've been here many many times. This is probably my tenth or twelfth time being here on this lake. I love this lake. Uh, it fits my style uh, fishing in five feet or less. A lot of pitching, flipping, frogging, you know, casting, winding. I mean, you can do it all here. Um, and this time of year, you know, the fish are spawning. So uh, they're they're up there shallow and they're all Florida strain, which is what I'm used to catching there in San Diego. So I know how they act, and I know I know what nuances they 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 do when the weather changes and so forth, and how I need to downscale and slow down. And so I I understand the biology of the bass. You know, being from San Diego and fishing for Florida strain all the time, that that's why it's helped me excel here as well. So um, it's just a massive body of water. I mean, you look you look across it, you don't you you don't see land. It's just water. You know, you can actually see the curvature of the earth on it, and. Uh, <laughs> you know when you when you want to get to the other side it's a, it's a 35 40 minute run to get to get to the other side and, and you're going out there and there's all you see is water there's no land so it's kind of kind of intimidating but you know got a great boat and a blazer a suzuki motor i, I i'm fine I, I don't worry about that stuff anymore i just you know take my time and get there and and uh get to where the, the fish are at and start catching them
1: uh do you find uh that you get uh A lot of maybe like what you find on Lake Mead where you can be at one part of the lake and you've got a weather pattern there and there's another weather pattern all the way back at the other end of the lake where you've got to be or you want to go to or whatever.
3: Yeah, because the lake is so big and it's it's different from Lake Mead because Lake Mead is surrounded by mountains. There's no mountains down here. It's, it's flat as a pancake. So uh, that the storms that come in, they come in very quickly, but they also leave very quickly as well. So uh, a lot of times, like it's raining right now, and, and we, we had a couple of thunderstorms today. Uh, it's supposed to start breaking up tomorrow, but you can see it off in the in the in the distance, you know, the clouds and everything. But it, it's so flat here that it just it blows by really quickly. So you just you know you just wait it out and, and fish. Because soon it will pass.
1: Now, Dean, it seems like uh, with uh, the way they've set up the uh, schedule for the elite division where you can go out and fish that pro circuit, that there might be some of the fellas fishing in the elite division coming to fish this circuit. Plus, you get all the great guys that are fishing, uh, uh, you know, formerly with FLW. So the, uh, the amount of competition you have there is pretty keen. Yeah, these
3: are a lot of the, these guys are young guys. These are all guys in their 30s, uh, middle tw- high 20s and then, you know, some in the 40s that are trying to crack crack into um, you know, the, the, the pro division and trying to get into the the Bass Pro Tour, uh, which is the the top level. So, uh, it you know, it's it's bringing me back to to, to that realm again, uh, which I I don't I don't mind. Um, I fished three of the events this year that were super tournaments that were under the FLW format that where we fished uh, with, you know, five fish limit type thing. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed fishing, you know, that format. Um, It's a different way. There's things I don't like about it um, that we we have on the Bass Pro Tour. That's, that's way, uh, way, way better. And, and the way it's the, the whole, uh, the way it's all laid out. So, but you know, it's just part of it. And um, you know, with the whole COVID thing, uh, we're not going to have a whole lot of um, people coming to watch the weigh-ins uh, which is another reason why the, the Bass Pro Tour format is much better because everybody can watch it on live on the internet. Uh, we'll have limited uh, uh, exposure on the live internet. There will be some, and then all, of course the weigh-ins will be videoed as well on the internet. So uh, they're just trying to be compliant uh, with you know where all the states that we're going to.
1: You gotta meet. Uh, you gotta miss so uh, that personal touch because I know you know part of fishing is especially on championship day showing up for the way in and just having all the people cheering for you and and wishing you good luck and everything like that it's uh probably like uh, playing in an empty stadium almost yeah and i i
3: think that uh that we will one day one one day get back to that you know and i think once uh things uh you know loosen up a little bit about i it's going to be 2022 i have a before any of that will we'll, uh, we'll, will shake out so uh but you know for the most part we're gonna do the best we can and uh that's another reason why i'm fishing a lot of guys are slowing down they're not competing as much i'm i'm picking it up i want to fish more i want more exposure uh for not only myself but my my sponsors my brands that i that i represent and so the best way i can do that is to continue fishing events and getting exposure out on the tour
1: yeah i could guess so well Dean, I know you have to get along. We're in a completely different time zone than you are, and you're getting ready for your first day tomorrow. I can't thank you enough for spending <laughs> some time with us. I'm sorry we uh, had a little difficulty with uh, getting the connection, but uh, you know what? I hope we get the opportunity to speak with you next week.
3: Yeah, that would be great. Just
1: give, give me about 10
3: minutes on that. I'll, I'll tell you about how I won the, the event this week. <laughs> that sounds good
8: and I'll finish
2: the story about the sculpin bite <laughs> yeah I want to hear about the
1: sculpin bite <laughs>
8: and, I love and that, we want to thank that was Dean Rojas
1: he's talking to us live from Lake Okeechobee City in Florida just before fishing a large event there Dean thank you so much you have much success and we look forward to speaking to you in the not too distant future
3: all right, thank you, John. Thank you, Stan. You guys uh, be safe, and I look forward to talking to you guys
1: again.
0: All, All right. Good
1: luck, All right. All right. Right. Bye-bye. Hey, uh, coming up next, the Wild West Bass Tour is coming. Uh, Jim Slice, we're going to talk about. Wild, wild west bass is all about and why they decided to come to southern california so stay tuned stan and i will be back after these messages hi this is john and i'd like to invite you to the new angler's arsenal location in lakeside california we put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem, we can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to lensandcharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800 281 5778 when you're ready for an action packed Cabo fishing experience.
0: Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing at Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419-5419. Or their website of CedrosOutdoorAdventures.com. Run
1: Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy to use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance.
0: If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle
4: is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top-angler-tested Iserline
0: tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All
4: Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed.
8: Rodden Real Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradiocom slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now.
1: Hey, Stan Bannenberg and I, we want to welcome our next guests to Rod and Real Radio. There is a new tournament circuit coming here to Southern California, and not only is it a new circuit, it is a premium circuit, and we thought that you'd like to hear about it. So what we have is we've invited Randy McBride, the executive director of Wild West Tournaments, with us, and also his regional director here for Southern California, Mr. Jim Slight, uh, guys, welcome to Rod and real radio. Hey, John. Good to see you. Good, Good hear hearing from you, from John, you Jim. Randy, you Randy, are you there? Gone.
2: We just got Jim.
4: I'm
2: on nope. here. Oh, Randy, you with us?
4: I am now. Yes, sir. But I'm uh, uh,
1: glad you can. All here. right. <laughs> hey, Randy, let's start off with you. Wild West tournaments. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, you know your uh, organization and where you guys have been working out of, and what the heck ever made you decide to come on down here to Southern California.
4: That's a an easy easy answer for that one. Uh, we started the company actually. Uh, the current owner, Mister D. Hart, he uh, started the company in nineteen. Uh, excuse me, two thousand. Let's say, golly, time flies, man. It's been six years ago. <laughs> and I'm caught up in my years. I apologize. I was watching the Super Bowl a little bit early, but uh, he started the company about six years ago with a uh, another couple of anglers, one of them, Gary Dobbins, that, that uh, I know you guys know very well, and a uh, another gentleman, and they started the company, and uh, we started with Pro-Ams, and we were in Arizona and uh, California with our Pro-Am circuit and team circuit. And uh, just, uh, you know, six years later, after talking to sponsors and a lot of anglers that uh wanted us to expand a little bit we're we're doing so and of course coming to uh southern california with our first team series and uh you know excited about it uh got a lot of anglers in that part of the world The lake's a little bit smaller and, and uh, a little difficult to get permits and those things for, but uh something that we deal with and you guys been fishing that area and we got a lot of anglers that are interested you know in our program so that's uh basically it right now we're excited and Going to expand in the northwest uh, next year as well, up in Oregon and Washington, and in that part of the world. So, just uh, you know, we're glad to be in Southern California.
1: You know, Randy, Pye- oh, go
2: on, uh, Stan. I was going to say, uh, I work with Jeremy Dehart here. We I'm just happen to be the guy that insures Wild West. Also, uh, when he got it. started with Gary back when. But what has happened is, is when Wild West started the tournaments out here. They, they took off with a real bang. I mean, they, they were very well accepted. And they've expanded on that popularity by just doing great things for the anglers. Uh, they've had TV stuff that, that they put out there for them, they, the website. There's tons of coverage for Wild West anglers and their sponsors, which no other circuit really has that, which has really built to the, the brand, if you want to call it, out here in the West in a big way. Uh, and now expanding to the the teams down here in Southern California, it's gonna just I think it'll just blow up. <laughs> That's great.
4: We hope so. That that is, that is for sure. It it, uh, it it's a big market. Obviously, sponsors want to be in that part of the world. A, a ton of anglers. Um, although, be it your state is so different there, and uh, obviously between the Colorado Colorado River lakes and the
0: uh,
4: lakes in Southern California, and you go up to the lakes in North. I was listening to Dean earlier. About how good the fisheries are, but you, we've got this as many anglers down south that uh, you know, excited about tournament bass fishing. And, and the key to our success is our anglers and our anglers come to fish with us because the payouts are the best in the industry. Nobody's had payouts, you know, like we do and, and, uh, you know, sustain those and have good people running them and, and, uh, you know, try to get the anglers enough press and, and the TV is a big thing too as well. And, uh, you know, we're getting better and better at that.
1: You know, Randy, uh, I was talking with Dean Rojas before we had him on, uh, just before you, and he had indicated to me, first of all, he wanted to say hello because, you know, you all have been good friends for a long time. But he said if he were able to fish anything out here in the West, it would be a Wild West Tournament. So I, I think that's a feather in your cap for sure.
4: Well, without a doubt, you know, great angler and I've known Dean many years. I have not seen him. Uh, I spent a few years working with Bass and, and, uh, Operation Bass and FLW, which turned into FLW outdoors, but, uh, known Dean a long time, great angler. And, and, you know, the, the biggest reason that I do what I do and, uh, I live in Florida. So, um, beside the trips out west. Uh, cost of living here is cheap. It's easy to run events. We got so much to do, but I love the anglers out West that I know how hard it is for those guys to compete and uh, you know, get the respect that other anglers that we take for granted here, granted for here in the South, you know, and I know how tough it is. And it it even goes to the tournament circuits. It's tough for us to run events uh, and the cost, uh, our boat ramps around here are free to launch, uh, gas is cheap you guys are not uh, blessed with those two items out there and everybody wants a piece of the action. You know, they want percentage of your permits and, and those things. It's just, it's just tough to do business, but uh, you know, we're blessed to be able to do that. And, and, uh, and, but Dean has been a great angler obviously for years and a good supporter, of, you know, any, anybody that's, uh, helping build our circuit and our business.
1: Well, I guess that leads into, uh, our other guests that we have on this time uh, I guess he's going to be the local component in this. A lot of the fishermen out here know Jim Slythe from uh, many years with uh, Western Outdoor News and also Elko Cajon Ford Team Series. But, uh, Jim, you're going to be putting on another hat. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what the anglers here in Southern California have in store for them with Wild West Tournaments.
8: Well, you know, I'm in my prime right now, so I decided to go ahead and <laughs> help, Randy. <laughs> help, help Randy out. You know, I said, "Oh, yeah, I, I probably can handle another circuit." And uh, but uh, you know, I fished Wild West over in Arizona for two years over there, and I was we were really competitive. We made that championship, and uh, we finished I think fourth one year and seventh the next in a in a championship. So I thought we did fairly well running over there and fishing them boys. And so there's, so when Randy wanted to come down here, he contacted me and I said, yeah, I'm all on board for it. I think it's about time we get, like you guys said, a quality circuit down here. And, you know, we're going to have four events and we're going to do two of them here in San Diego. And we're going to do two. And uh, well, we're going to do uh, start off on the uh, 20th of this month at diamond Valley And our April tournament is to be determined what lake we're going to go to. But uh, we're probably going to be, you know, maybe we can try to work Diamond Valley in again. So we'll probably end up with, uh, you know, uh, doing uh, uh, two in uh, in, uh, Los Angeles area and two in the San Diego area. And we hope to draw the boys here because I want to get over there and kick them boys' butt over there in Arizona on that championship in September.
1: Yeah, there Jim, you know, a, a lot of people know you from uh, One Bass and especially the Elkhorn Ford Series, and you have made an attempt to keep the Elkhorn Ford Series a quality event, which it is, for the local anglers where they can stay local and they can get the feel of of fishing a big event, and you've done a great job with it. But now what you're doing, it sounds like with uh, – wild west tournaments you are really bringing a quality national tournament organization to southern california here where the anglers can really get a feel for fishing the big time
8: well you're right and and and, you know randy said You know, he wanted to bring the oldest tournament director to have another feather in his hat on board, you know. And and the whole United States, you know, at 78 years old, there ain't nobody still running tournaments.
4: We're lucky to have him on board. He'll be a big asset.
1: Uh, He is uh, Randy. You you just don't know what you're getting into, and especially with his popularity with fishermen over here. But at the same time, with his uh, his nose for detail and running his desire to run uh, a quality uh, event, uh, I can see that he can be a feather in your cap because him representing you is a big thing here in Southern California.
4: Uh, without a doubt you know i i have not known you know jim very long but i knew of jim many 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 years and, and the reputation he had i never heard a you know a bad word about him and, and uh, that's tough as a tournament director because you hear a lot of bad things about uh, good people a lot of times <laughs> in our industry so, uh, jim is uh you know and he's also been in charge of the uh you know biggest tournament in southern california for many years and you know and done a great job with that event uh you know, with El Cajon Ford, and and, uh, uh, and another feather in his cap with uh, Mike Kennedy being friends and involved with Mike for years. You know, that's that, that's not the easiest thing to do sometimes. Mike is a was a different kind of guy, great guy, and he built one bass. You know, and a lot of experience. So we're we're blessed to have Jim and his uh, help building the circuit for the anglers. You know, that's what we're we're uh, excited about, and and uh, we we want everybody to come, and, including the other organizations that run tournaments there. We're we're their friend. We get along with everybody. And work together is uh you know it's a it's a small business overall as you gentlemen know and and uh it's just, we're lucky to have jim on board so i'm very proud of that fact
1: well we are uh, proud to have you come on down here and looking forward to fishing you and randy i don't have to tell you with the tournament directors we've had here with you mentioned mike kennedy and harvey naslin and now uh jim Slythe, you know most tournament directors are a brick short of a full load anyway. So, uh, you know, w- welcome to the, uh, welcome to the fight. This is, uh, this, this is, is going this to be great. It can t- it uh, Randy, just tell us we quickly,
4: all get rich and it's, 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 that helps too, you know,
1: <laughs> what are the fishermen fishing for? Tell us about, uh, the sponsors of, uh, uh of, uh, Wild West tournaments and, and what the guys can be looking forward to fishing for here if they can make it to the finals.
8: Uh, Luckily
4: on, we have signed Bass Cat, and Mercury came on board with us last year. And uh, uh, with that, some beautiful prize boats and packages. Their business, and and a lot of people in our industry as far as the uh, prize, uh, you know, bass boat industry is phenomenal. Dealer selling out a product. Uh, You know, we never saw that with the pandemic and all the issues we're having. You know, and and, uh, so business is good there. We'll have a beautiful Bass Cat Mercury package uh, for the team champions there, which will be on Lake Havasu in September. Is when we'll have that event It'll be a two-day circuit, and our anglers from Arizona and our anglers from Southern California be fishing for that uh, that prize package plus a lot of money. I believe we paid back over 130 uh, percent last year wow. in the team circuits. We did one in Northern California, obviously, and, and uh, in the Arizona division. So uh, we pay back again more 90 plus percent at the events, and uh, you know, with the championship included, it's well over 100 percent. You know, those anglers get to fish for so. Uh, she-
1: Hard to beat. Jim, let me ask you this in the very short time we have left before we let you go. Yep. How can anglers find out what the uh, the dates are going to be, what bodies of water, and how do they go about signing up for uh, uh, Wild West Bass?
4: All our social media sites, wildwestbasstrail.com, our Facebook page, obviously our Twitter account, uh, they can call the office, call me anytime. Our numbers are listed on there, easy to see. Uh, it tells you the full schedule. We also update our Facebook page and our website, uh, every day and, uh, emails and, and, uh, text to our anglers that are supporting us in fishing and, uh, very easy to get involved. Uh, low entry fees. Again, uh, these will be one day events and, uh, we have our pro-Am circuit, obviously, that we picked out the, that at Lake Shasta is all, but all that information is on our social media sites and, uh, anybody can call me anytime my number's online and listed and call Jim. As well, And I know Jim will answer any question you have about he's he's up to date on all the lakes down there in Southern California every day and what G- changes and, you know, our schedule. So, uh, Jim, how's easy. the best
1: way to get a hold of you if people have questions? Yeah, yeah I have as call. As you, can uh, call you can call me directly. You can call me on uh, my cell
4: uh, at my, e- at my email p- is randy at
1: uh,
4: I got my, again, if you go there and look at, uh, send me an email, I'll send you my contact information. Uh, you can go there anytime. You can call our office and uh, Lindsay will be able to take care of you. If you get a voicemail, she will call you back to sign up. You can also sign up online, or you can call and do it over the phone, whatever you feel most comfortable with.
1: All right, Jim, and if uh, local anglers want uh, uh, the local skinny on what's happening, how's the best way to get a hold of you? They can uh, get me by cell at
8: 619-813-3324, or they can email me at s D teams at gmail
1: Wow, guys!
4: At least
2: you're you not going to get the East Coast guys calling you, Jimmy. That'll work.
8: <laughs>
2: Bring
4: it. We love everybody, man. Stan, I don't see you entered yet. I'm looking for you right now. So at Diamond Valley, I hope I see you up there. I know you. I, I need to know more about this uh, sculpting deal. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's. I'll tell you what.
2: It's a bite that most anglers. 90% of the guys out there haven't got it down, and they don't know how it works, which is it's a good way to make especially
1: good money fishing against the guys in the winter. Yeah,
4: That's what I like to hear. Hey, <laughs> they can
1: learn. hey guys, uh, we're going to let you go there right now. We appreciate you giving up some of your Sunday to be with us, and we look forward into the future on reporting more about What's happening with the uh, Wild West uh, Tours, not only in uh, Northern California, which we've done in the past, but now here in SoCal, too. Randy and Jim, thanks a lot for being with us. Thank you, Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. All right. Hey, Stan and I are going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Cabo Gregoristi. He's going to be uh, giving us a little information on what's happening fishing-wise, COVID-wise, and whatever else you need about Cabo San Lucas, but stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages.
6: Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman. Your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs.
5: Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than two and a half million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing, whether you fish for fun fish fishing tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it for me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait.
2: Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the boat program. that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your whole 7262 or just spell Bass Boat. 1-800-BASSBOAT I know, there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's one 800 Boat, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.COM
1: Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to lensandcharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience.
7: Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit sandiegobloodbank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. It's
1: Dan Vandenberg and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit right now, and we are going to head down to find out what's been happening at Cabo San Lucas. And what better guy to talk with is Cabo Gregoristi from Lands End Charters. Cabo Greg, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thanks for having me back on. Well Happy thanks New Year. For <laughs> <your head. laughs> thanks for being here. Listen, I've seen uh, some reports coming out of Cabo that the uh, Marlin fishing is just off the wall there. What 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 are you hearing?
9: Oh my god, it's uh, it's been crazy. The last I'd say like week, it's been really off the hook I and mean, we've had I haven't had a boat out and hasn't had multiples um on each of our trips. Um, we had one that had twelve released in a day, and uh, yeah, it's wow. been crazy. It's been really, really good. Yeah. Is is that well, a Greg, let me ask you? I got to
2: ask a question here because I'm down in Cabo a lot. Right. <laughs> I love the arena. Yes, you are. How you doing? Greg man? knows that. I go and and I refer <laughs> tons of clients to him. To that, uh, if you're looking for a good time, call Greg. You know, it's uh, Thanks, man. It, it's one of those things where you know. The, and the fishing, you know, the, the cool thing is I've, I've had him had p- tell people, you know, it's not worth going out because we're not catching anything. You know, who's whoever tells a guy that that's trying to make money. <laughs> but, right. but, you know, the fact that he's been honest with clients is even better. But now, you know, normally this time of year in Cabo San Lucas, it's a great time to go down there and get one of the hotels that you can overlook the beach like, you know, Playa Grande or Solmar or whatever, and, and watch the whales go by. Oh it's, yeah, and that's a big thing. But to have the marlin turning on like this is pretty unique.
9: It is, you know. And every year when we see the whales start to run, we get we get some nice bait balls around those uh, creatures. Um, and this year, it's just been really, really. The, the water temps have been really solid um and lots of fish i mean you know numbers i haven't seen in a long time to be honest with you it's a shame that we don't have a ton of people in town right now but uh and maybe that has something to do with it you know not as much pressure but it's just been really really good i mean you know the last week has been something i haven't seen in a while with this many fish and i think a lot of it too is a lot more releasing going on which helps you know the numbers and uh so yeah but the, the fishing has been excellent it really has been
1: you know uh copper greg uh, Stan happened to mention, and you did, that eh, sometimes the fishing is not what it should be, and you you will recommend, mm-hmm. okay, this may not be the best time to go out, but there's another branch of Lands End that you can recommend people to go to that they can take advantage of a day on the water and not even uh, go fishing. What, tell us about that. So, <laughs> yeah, It's
9: that's a, that's a funny you bring that up because, yeah, we do have a, a fleet of yachts that we charter, and uh, and, you know, people that come down, just want to relax, go out with the family and hang out. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. Um, and a lot of these yachts, you know, the cruiser are fishier guys. You know, when they're not on the yachts or out on a, on a you know, ponga or something fishing. So we've had a couple of boats, big 90-foot yachts with uh, with trolling lures on the back. We've had people land marlins on the back of big 90-foot uh, luxury yachts. <laughs> That's how good it's been. So, you know, you might well, come to uh, hang out a on a yacht for a little bit and watch some whales, you know, breach, and all of a sudden you got a nice stripey on the line. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, so it's it's a really good people- time to come down. If- Weather's great, you know, and, uh, and uh, if you like uh, – you know, just just a good time, relaxing. Right now is a good time. There's not a ton of people in town, and it's uh, it's really really relaxed.
1: Stan, you and have a comment?
9: Fishing, I'm, I'm just smiling, thinking about the
2: guys catching the marlin on the 90 foot yacht. Because on the 90 foot yachts, by the way, they they have great food and they have a lot of times wine and cocktails. So I can see most of the yep. people, you know, hanging around with a cocktail and and enjoying the the cruise. And the guys, all of a sudden, one of those rods goes off. And all right, and all right, some of you guys get on this fish, and the entertainment <laughs> edge goes way.
9: So you know what, about you that. You know time. what's the is that you know we get the we get the ladies on these yachts with their you know cocktails and the and the dresses, and all of a sudden they're fighting a marlin, you know, with champagne <laughs> in one hand. It's just a blast. I mean, the crew. You know that's their favorite part of the whole deal. You know if they can make that happen. You know we put the lines out just for fun, really. You know not not really expecting much. You know um, because there's no there's no live bait wells. There's no <clears throat> fighting chairs. It's just hopefully something strikes a little Dorado or something. And yeah, so it's always a blast when you have these ladies. Uh, you know take turns on a on a hundred fifty pound striped marlin and uh, go after it. It's a <laughs> lot of fun to watch. Yeah, get <clears> the the story make for a good get, video. You get
2: you the stories ground. when they get back to the beach and you hear. <laughs> You hear the stories, it's pretty <laughs> amusing.
1: Yeah. Cabo yeah. Great, Let, it's, let's it's address, great. though, the elephant in the room. We're, we're still sure. in a day of COVID protocols. Uh, tell us, yeah. uh, how difficult is it to get to Cabo San Lucas? And then what should people expect to be doing or what do they expect is happening when it comes to the protocols once they get there? Right. So, good question. You know, we've, we've seen a, a
9: dramatic drop. I mean, November, December was our busiest month ever since we started this company. And uh, it dropped off a cliff, obviously, with the new regulations coming out of the U.S. It's not so much getting down, it's coming back, right? Because um, you have to have a negative COVID test um, to get on your fl- flight home, which brought up a lot of questions about how is that going to happen. And what I can tell you is that most of the large resorts, you know, the ones that Stan mentioned, Playa Grande, Solmar, they have staff um, on property that will get any guests or tests. Um, if you're all inclusive, you're staying on a certain amount of days, it's free for their guests. If not, it's about 15 bucks to get the test at one of the uh, hotels. Um, but there's plenty of clinics, um, in town that will give you a test. And just, I think it was last week or the week before the airport opened a rapid test, uh, center. So, you know, if you wanted to get a test before you got on your flight, you go to this little rapid t- test center. It takes 30 minutes. They give you the test, it costs thirty bucks and you get on your plane. So, you know, it's they've done a really good job of making sure that everyone who needs one can get a test. Um, there's plenty of them. Um and and so, you know, for a lot of people the, the guests that we have coming down have told me, you know what, Greg, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna test before I come down to make sure that I don't, you know, get stuck, right? And then, you know, the test at the in cabo is pretty simple. It's not been a difficult process. Uh the the, the local tourism board did a really good job of preparing for that and, making sure that there was enough tests and, and staff and, and, and medical folks around. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's actually an easy process. The bigger issue for most people is, hey, you know, um, it's kind of a hassle. And I think a lot of people are waiting for, you know, their vaccines and, you know, things like that to come down. But there's still people coming. I, I still have guests coming. We're still, you know, booking charters, um, but it's gone down and it's because of that. But, if anybody's considering coming down, it's not, the test part is real simple. It's not an issue. Talk to your resort. You know, they'll give you their guidelines or how they're doing it, what they charge if they charge anything. Um, but it's not difficult. That that part's simple. Um, so, you know, it, it has been a bummer um, of course, but you know, it is what it is. And we just have to get through it. And, you know, we survived the shutdown and we'll survive this and keep going You know,
1: not much we can do. And I don't couple Greg, uh, Dan has talked about this before. The protocols mm-hmm. that the hotels and the businesses are following to keep their guests safe while visiting right. over there, it's a pretty high standard. I I actually think it's a lot higher than what I see happening here uh, in the states.
9: Absolutely. You know, that's the one common thing that I hear from all of our guests is that how impressed they are with the steps that they're taking. And, you know, they're real common sense type stuff, you know, just – you know, a lot of hand washing, a lot of sanitizer. They take your temperature everywhere you go. They limit how many people can be inside of a place. Um, you know, occupancies are, are lower. Not everything is, you know, open or or, or crazy like it is, it is most of the times here. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed. But I owned a bar uh, here for a while, and I closed it or I sold it in 2019. But the guy who owned bought my bar, he has another bar, and he saw me. You know. They're really strict. In fact, we're getting fined if we have more than just one person over the limit. They're really, really um, making sure that people are following the protocols. And it's important. You know, I-, I can tell you guys, I've had uh, you know family sick, I've had employees get sick, um, and it's no fun. Um, and uh, you know, while the numbers are low and they continue to be low, they want to keep it that way. they have done a really good job. People feel safe, they feel comfortable, and that's the most important thing. While at the same time, feeling like you're on a vacation. You know, you don't, you don't feel like you're being smothered you know <laughs> if you're on the beach you don't have to have a mask on if you're on one of my boats i don't require that you have a mask on the whole time you know just when it's necessary when you're around other people and then everybody kind of makes their own decisions you know based on that my staff wear their masks um and the whole time they're on the boat if if the guest requires that and you know we do everything we can to keep people safe we have sanitizer we Lysol, everything, and. I've, I spent more money on Lysol than I did on Reels last this last six months. I think, so. you know, it's it's uh, it's stuff to keep people safe and feel comfortable because you know we can't afford to get shut down. That's the big thing. It's you know it is kind of a hassle, but at the same time we got to keep people safe and keep this place open and you know continue to welcome guests. And it's they've done a really really good job, honestly. If you look at the numbers, um, the Baja California government has a website where you can check numbers, and they've stayed pretty steady, pretty low. And so we're thankful. And uh, you know we you just have to follow the rules and. People are cool. You know, uh, a lot of people have their own thoughts about masks and things like that. But our guests have been really cool, and they understand. And, you know, um, when everybody's doing it, they go with the flow, and uh, it's not a big deal, really. And, you know, <clears throat> when it's when they don't have to wear them, they don't. And it's uh, it's a good time because it it does still feel like you're on a vacation. It's just not as packed. It's not as crazy as it typically is.
2: No, it's it's actually it, – if, if you're thinking about, you know, a place to go and, and you want a vacation, I would – I think I wouldn't think twice about hey, if you can get down and uh, to Mexico and you can go to Cabo San Lucas. One, the area is very it's not it's all wide open, a lot of a lot of outdoor eating, which is the yep. safest. You know, it's easy to make that situation. And the food down there, if you can go to the restaurants like you know, we have advertisement for Bajo La Luna with with Sissy and, and La Golandrina, yep. the restaurant there and um but
9: great
2: patios the fact that you go to, you know and it's outdoor eating and great food but you can walk down you know the street and there's taco bars that uh, are open and i mean all kinds of cocktail bars are open to the to the public where you can go in and you have availability right on the right on the marina you can walk down there's several different places you can grab something to eat and or drink um yep. but the the people, when you get down there, you'll find everybody. Everybody's wearing a mask. If you're going to go yeah. into a store, a lot of – there was a while at Costco, if, there, if you were a couple, only one of you could go in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they would kick the other one yeah.
8: out. That's still, you know? that's
2: still in place, actually.
9: A... They really limited there.
2: Yeah, so, I, mean, I, mean, I think Costco's the safest place
9: in in the universe, <laughs> from what yeah, I hear. But,
2: but the fact that the safety that they've done, you know, every they you have hand clean, you have hand sanitizer that they provide when you walk into any of the stores or whatever, and they they take your temperature. Heck, they even took in one spot they took your temperature coming out. Um, right. So the the put the put the thing into kind of perspective, they do way more than we do here. And because it's spread out, it's not like you're in a uh, real crammed up situation. When you want to walk, you can walk to almost anywhere in Cabo San Lucas from any, any of the hotels in town there. Um, If you, even if you're on the beach, like I I mentioned Playa Grande and Solomar, there's Finisterra, there's a bunch of different hotels there. You can walk into the the whole of town and walk back. Um, it's, it's one of the best, I think, places to go entertain yourself and enjoy yourself, and probably the least amount of, of malfunction. And the airlines haven't had any problems with this. So, no. yeah, and I, I think it's just a great vacation area.
9: I had a guest tell me uh, today. He said, Greg, if you come to Cabo and you're not outside the entire time, you're doing it wrong, <laughs> which That's is true. Exactly you know, you, right. If That's you're inside exactly your room or inside right. any place, you're doing it wrong. because you should be out in the air, you know, on the beach or on a boat or, you know, you're not being stuck inside any place, really. And every every place, as you mentioned, if they don't have a patio, probably not a place you want to eat, you <laughs> <So, Right. laughs> know, if they're not outdoors. So, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, Cabo Greg. You know, as we say in the ad, if you're looking for a quality experience, give uh, Cabo Greg or Jenny a call. We've talked about comfort, and people sometimes they want to get out of their comfort zone. They want to, but they've never been to Cabo San Lucas, and they just mm-hmm. don't know the ropes. So, tell us when someone gives Cabo Greg a call and they want to go fishing. Tell us uh, what your typical response is on how you can help them out.
9: So the first thing, the most important thing to me, guys, is, is I'm going to tell them because the first thing you're going to ask is how it's fishing, right? And depending on when they're coming, the thing I'm always trying to do is be honest with folks about what's going on, what they can expect to catch, and then make a game plan about what they how they want to spend the time. You know, whether they have kids and they just want to go out and catch a few, you know, skipjack, or if they're going after, you know, blue marlin or tuna or whatever, you know, we try to make a plan. but from there, it's really, like you said, about making the client feel comfortable about what they're getting. The one thing that we will never do, you'll never read about us, is you know we showed up in the boat was a different boat, or it was a smaller boat, or the crew wasn't the same. Our website has all the crew information. You know the name of the captain, you know the name of the mate. You know what's on the boat. There's a video of each boat so you know what you're getting on. So people will need to feel comfortable knowing that, hey, I'm dealing with the company that's going to be straight with me. You know what I mean? The boat's going to be right. The crew's going to be right. What I pay for is what I'm getting. Um, we send email confirmation so that people know where they're headed. We have folks at the marina that will meet them in the morning um, to greet them, make sure they have everything they need, get them on the boat. The fishing part takes care of itself. We have awesome captains, awesome crews, but the most important thing is for people to just know that they can relax, don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? When they show up, their boat's going to be ready. Um, and that's what I take the most pride in. Um, my staff does a really good job of making sure that we don't screw anybody's vacation up because... I tell them all the time is I don't know how long these folks have been spent saving their money to come down and fish. I don't know, how, you know, how, what this means to them. You know, whether it's a, you know, something special or a guy who fishes all over the world. I don't care. I, I want people to have the same experience, and so that's what's most gratifying. You know, we've won a lot of awards over the years from Tripadvisor things like that because I really do, honestly, if, if I'm being honest with you, that's most important is fishing. Fishing. You guys know you fish. You all are pros. You know, you know how fishing is, but. The most important thing if you're going to travel somewhere to fish is you don't want to get screwed around you don't want to show up and hey it's 10 bucks extra for this or i didn't charge you a gate fee or you know oh the bait's not included you know that sort of thing is what drives people nuts and that's what we avoid 100 percent of the time is you will never have that issue with us and 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 people feel comfortable knowing that you know we've been around a long time my family's been in this business for a long long time and we're just not going to play those games and so you know our goal is to catch fish that's all we're going to do my staff takes care of everything else and it, it runs smooth. Um, and if anybody needs any help with restaurants or where to go, or how to do this or how to do that, you know, we do take the time because we speak English and because I'm from here, my family's been here forever. I know a lot of folks, I know a lot of places I know where to go, what to avoid. And so I'm happy to help folks kind of plan that way as well. So, you know, it's a lot of fun, you know, hearing back from clients saying they had a great time, um, you know, getting feedback like that is what it's all about for us because I'm not there every day watching them, you know, reel in that, uh, that Marlin or that, uh, or that tuna. So I take, I take that joy out of hearing from people saying, Hey, you know, everything went seamless. It was great. I had fun. And that's what it's all about. And so, you know, there's a lot of guys here that do a great job, a lot of companies, um, a few of us that are larger that do a really, really good job. And, you know, that's our, we talk all the time. And our one goal is to make sure that nobody walks away thinking they got ripped off or thinking they, you know, didn't get what they paid for, you know, fishing part, you know, people always complain about, I didn't catch this, or didn't catch that, but you know, that that's part of the game. What they won't complain about is, hey, I got taken advantage of, or I didn't get what I paid for, or the boat was wrong. or So, you know, there's enough of us here, enough of big companies here that take a lot of pride in that. And it's important to us to, to, to take care of our own. You know, I know people that are listening probably run their own boats. They know what that's like. You know, you got to take care of each other. Cabo is one of those places where it's small enough we all know each other. You know, um, you know no one's going to get ripped off. Yeah, that's the important the part. From
2: my side, because I refer a lot – I'm – I'm in Cabo a month out of out of the out of the year, um, at least you know in weeks, and and I refer people to Greg a ton, you know. And the one thing, if you're, let's say you're in timeshare and you're you spend your time outdoors, you're not indoors. You're out by the pool, um, right. you're out on the beach, you're out in the town, you're out and about. But if you you come back, the guys we I've sent out to Greg, here I just want to go catch a marlin. I'm from Minnesota. I'm from. You know, any place on the East Coast in New York, New Jersey, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, all, all over the place where they come back in. And we've seen them again and again, but they want they don't have the arena where they can go do this. You know, they don't know. Right. Mahi, Mahi. Isn't that a fish from Hawaii? No, it, out here it's called Toronto, you know, and you can actually <laughs> catch them. And in, in a lot of the places that they stay, you can eat your, your you can Take your Dorado back or your fish back and you can cook it yourself or you you can make an agreement. There's a lot of restaurants that will cook your fish and and give you a discount to booth on your dinners. But the one thing you never hear in the pool when they come back is I had a bad time. The. The bragging rights about I got them, you know, I caught fish and whatever else is way up. <laughs> the brag factor is a real plus. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> and that—that's the best advertisement I can tell you. You know, when they come back and you know, from my side, I sent them out with Craig. If they come back and they have a bad time, it's on me. <laughs> so, but the well, couple great. Yeah, you know, we that, just shown our audience
1: because, why we say what? if you're looking for a quality experience. Well traveling down to Cabo San Lucas you give Cabo Greg a call and, and Cabo Greg we got to let you go but if people are interested in coming down to visit with you and uh d- tell us how's the best way to get a hold of you
9: So our website has the most information it's landsandcharters.com you'll see all the information we have all the pricing we don't play any games it's all it's all in writing there um, you can call us toll free anytime from anywhere 800 281 5778 email me greg at landsandchargers.com um, just google landsandchargers you'll find us or Cabo Fishing and you'll find us and, uh, yeah happy to hear from any of your uh, any of your guests and uh, yeah thank you guys for having me on I appreciate it
1: Cabo Greg thanks for being with us thanks, and we greg. look forward to checking in with you down the line here for an update I, on what's happening down in Cabo San Lucas thank you very much get sir. down Stan get down it's a good time man it, this is the time <laughs> I wish <laughs> I could we were trying to get down in January it just didn't work out for us yeah all right guys all right guys hey stan and i are going to take a break right now but coming up next it's the iron man himself danny wade from HM landing he's just introduced the new dw1 yo-yo jig you're going to want to hear all about it plus what else is happening here in southern california in the fishing scene so stay tuned we'll be back after these messages Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We have put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there.
6: Have you dreamed of experiencing the world class in and offshore fishing off the exotic tropical Pacific coast of mainland Mexico? Why not fish the sailfish capital of the world Manzanillo, Mexico with the folks you know and trust Cedros Outdoor Adventures In Manzanillo you can find roosterfish, sailfish, marlin, tuna, dorado and more all within 20 miles of the shore Our friends at Cedros Outdoor Adventures are offering an all inclusive travel package to Manzanillo that makes your winter fishing dreams a reality for a special price of $21.95. Cedros Outdoor Adventures is a name you learn to trust for safety and value but these trips are available for a limited time only starting this fall through March 2021.
8: Learn further trip details and make your reservation at com or call at 619-793-5419.
1: Run Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes. Now with BajaBound.com's easy to use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. Hey, Dan Vandenberg and I, we welcome you back to Rod Wheel Radio. Well, it just seemed like it was just a very short time ago that JRI Jigs introduced the DW1 surface iron to Southern California here, and those irons took off like nothing you've ever seen. Well, this past week, the DW1 yo-yo iron has been introduced, and I've got to tell you, the introduction of the introduction of that iron is just as hot as the surface iron. We've got the guy with us that helped design it for Jerry and R.I., and let's find out what his thought process was behind it. Mister Danny Wade from H and M Landing. Danny, welcome to the show, sir. How you doing, John? Hey, I'm doing <laughs> well, and we got Stan Vanderberg with us tonight too, Danny.
10: All right.
1: <laughs> hey. <laughs> Don't get too excited, Danny. I never am. You know that by now. Hey, Danny, the the DW1, I didn't think there could be anything that was hotter than the DW1 surface iron when it was introduced. And obviously, I was wrong because the much-awaited DW1 Yo-Yo iron is out and it is it is primo. Tell us a little bit about the thought process that went behind that, and what makes that iron do what it does? Well,
10: well the yo-yo jig is just a, it's a zinc version of the surface iron, which is aluminum. So you're taking a 2.8-ounce surface iron, and you're turning it into a 6.5-ounce yo-yo jig. The idea is if you don't overwind it, Typically people yo-yo fishing want to burn it back, just, you know, just like they're trying to catch a wallet. Well, yellowtail, slow it down a little bit. Give it a chance to move. And, and, and you'll get bites. All we need now are some fish to be around to get some bites. But before, you know, back in December, when I was really playing with it, before it was out, I was fishing on a San Diego on the ledge and I was catching, you know, fish every time I went until the guys just quit running. So. Uh, but slow down a little bit and, and you'll get the bites. Uh, you know, uh, some guys I know have been down at colonnette and they've been picking them up on it, on it a little bit. But even the fishing down there is not stellar. So, you know, it's a, uh, well, once we get some, you know, we saw, I was on a legend yesterday and we were at the islands, a, a smattering of fish around, but nothing that, you know, nothing to really, you know, jump up and down about. Cold water, green water, so. But, you know, it's just a a different version of a surface iron. You heavy it up, and and it's a little bit heavier than your typical, like, 6X Junior or 6X or even the 4O. And when you're fishing in that 25 or, say, 20 to 30, 35 fathoms, you can still get there and have a shot because you get there a little bit quicker than the other guys do.
2: You know, yeah. I got to tell you Danny Danny and I talked to one of the first guys usually on all my charters. He's addiction. I'm H&M landing. I I run Top Gun 80 for a couple of charters a year and usually one of the things I'll go with first thing, go in and talk to Danny, find out what's going on. And, you know, there's a, he's always fishing and he's always on the iron and he, you can depend on his information to be good. <laughs> Thus, you know, it's like asking a guide how to catch fish if you're at a new lake. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can go in and talk with him is, is wonderful. And he'll give you straight up details. Um, For my side, you know, knowing that how well he knows his own product and the baits that he's throwing and the equipment to throw it on and how it works. When he says slow down, like if you're throwing that surface iron, you don't want it spinning around there. You want it to, to run and kick back and forth and back and forth, and every once in a while it might do a little roll and come back to normal again. But you want that action on it because that's what attracts the fish, and that's what makes it work. With a, with a yo-yo iron, if you're dropping it straight down, and you're reeling it back up a lot of time you're only your yo yo means you're only reeling it up part way and letting it back down, reeling it up about a third and then come back down and then reeling it all the way back up on your last and it's like a yo yo up and down up and down until you go straight up and come back to the boat and then throw it out and do it again. Having the right iron to do that with, and having a little heavier iron what he was talking about is six x or or the the six x junior or the uh four o taddy being their weight is probably four and a half, maybe five ounces, when this bait will get down there quicker, and you can slow down the retrieve and let the iron do its job, let it kick back and forth. I know that's what he's talking about. I have never thrown his his yo-yo iron, obviously, because it just came out. But I'm real interested to see what it looks like and how it reacts. But slowing down
1: sometimes is (coughs) the key to getting it. I think, Danny, you always uh, are an advocate of slowing down, are you not?
10: For for a lot of times, yeah. I mean, you know, the only time it's different is when you're hoo fishing. But but for Yellowtail, you know, everybody's got this thing that you just got to burn your arm off, and and it's not true. Uh, You're you're better off yo yo fishing by. I don't make a big long cast, I just kind of pitch it over the side, and the boat's going to drift away from it anyway. But but you get that you know uh, 35 to 45 degree angle, and then your lure actually starts to get a swim pattern, versus coming straight up and down. Then that's when it gets that spinning pattern. So if you get it on an, on an angle, and you know, you, for lack of a better term, medium fast, if that makes sense. But, but you, you, you slow down from trying to wind it you know, just as fast as you can go. And the lure actually has a swimming pattern to it. And if you, and especially like Stan said on your last time coming in, if you pay attention to it, you'll see it. And then if you can see it, then you can think, well, that's what it's doing, you know, 200 feet away from the boat too. So it gives you a better chance of getting a bite.
1: You know, Danny, I had uh, uh, some of the guys on the website Jigs Only ask this question. And by the way, before I get on with this, we all want to wish Jerry Morales from Jigs Only a speedy recovery. And we want to make sure that he's back on the boat as soon as he can. So, Jerry, please uh, uh, let it be known that we are all thinking of you. But the guys were asking, Danny, what is the... The, the setup that you use for fishing a yo-yo iron when it comes to the reel and the type of rod and, and what you're trying to do?
10: I use rodwise rod-wise something, you know, from 8 to 9 feet. I like it a little longer, just my own personal preference. But anything of that 7 to, say, 8 or 9 feet, your typical 25 to 50-pound kind of outfit, the rod I'm using now is, is a Fishing Syndicate. It's a 900H. And I've got a, one of the uh, Abbott Star Drags on it. And 40 pounds. Yep. And it works great. Again, you might like a little bit shorter rod. But, but you know, you're 40 or 50 pounds, I wouldn't get more crazy than that. Uh, a reel that's got a bit of a gear ratio, but still not anything crazy. Anything from four to six to one, 40-pound, and you go have a good time.
1: Danny, some of the guys might ask, what am I doing different with a DW1 yo-yo iron that I might be doing with a a flat fall or a knife jig or something like that?
10: Well, Well, flat fall, knife jig, or slow pitch or fast pitch or whatever you want to call it. I I mean, if you really get down to it, those things were not made for tuna fishing. They're made for catching reef fish, you know, rockfish, amberjacks, and so on. Those, you bounce up and down, you wind them up, you bounce them up and down, you wind them up, you bounce them up and down, you wind them up. Yo-yo fishing is exactly like Stan said. You put the jig in the water, you let it hit the bottom, you put it in gear, turn the handle 20, 25 times or so, maybe even 30 times, depending on how deep the water is. Drop it back down, repeat and repeat the process. You bite will come 99% of the time on the retrieve. Every now and then you hook one on. You, you get one to bite the sink. But, but it's, it's a matter of just being persistent. You know, the guy stops the boat, man, hey, we got a good spot of fish on the roof. Get them jigs down. Well, don't sit there and decide what jig you're going to get, what rod you're going to grab. <laughs> grab your yo-yo jig, drop it in the water and, and get it down there. Let it sink all the way to the bottom. And start winding. Turn it 20, 25 times, kick it out of gear, do it all over again. A lot of times what will happen is, you know, Fred down here hooks one, Sam hooks one, and then you get two or three fish going, then that stuff gets underneath you, and then it starts to bite. And, and if, you know, if you've got them underneath you, that's when they really get on that yo-yo stuff.
2: Yeah, and like Danny was saying, you know, if you do that that yo-yo where you, you know, wind it 20 or 30 times, drop it back down real quick. Let it hit the bottom Wind it thirty times or forty times, and then drop it back down, and then on your last one, what's going to happen is if the boat's in a drift and the current is working, that's the <clears> one <throat> you're going to you want to bring it back up and then drop it straight back down again, because you're on too much of an angle and and it's not working efficiently. Uh, you're not in the water column the right way. So you know his all of this this yo-yo fishing, his surface iron fishing, because Danny is the king of surface iron. We're going to talk about that. I want to talk to him about rods and, and the reels on that, too. He's talking about, you know, being able to to turn the handle and get it, you know, from four uh, to six uh, on, your, on your speed, on your reels. Um, you, you don't need to go fast because all of this iron that works so well and, and kicking back and forth was made for a four-to-one reel. The old pins... Jigmaster basically was the reel of choice way back when for all you listeners that uh, aren't involved with this very often. Um, now, you know, that four to six, you can always slow down a six to one reel, but you want something or if that five to one, four to one reel turn of the handle is the, probably the most effective for catching yellowtail and even t- anything else out there. Even, even the Wahoo, you can turn it faster if you want to, but, The, when you get the bigger fish on that four to one or five to one reel, you got plenty of horsepower too, to turn the handle and bring the fish in. So Stan, do you have a a question for Danny now? Well, for Danny, he was talking about the rods. Danny's about nine feet tall too. And he likes a nine foot rod. And that's the rod he was using. Um, for, a lot of people, you know, depending on their height and ladies are getting involved in the sport, you can get a, a six and a half to, to nine foot anywhere in that realm of the rod that works with your reel is fine. But Danny, if you're going to fish your, I'm going to go to surface, I'm going to change this up just a second and talk about your surface and you throw a longer rod and, and uh, talk about that. And then you, you prefer fiberglass to graphite.
10: Correct? Correct. Fiberglass, I, I fish usually 10 or 10 and a half feet. Uh, and, and I'm, what I've really been using a lot here lately is the, uh, what they call the baby Alua skinny butt. Yep. And it's, it's just a nice rod for most anything. I, I use one of the, uh, accurate turn, a 500 turn, and it's a 6 to 1, cause it's a little bit smaller spool diameter, so, need a little bit faster, but it's still got that torque power with the gearing that it got going. And so it works out well. Uh, I've been fishing those things now, I don't know, three years or so, and haven't had a mishap at all. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a definitely a fiberglass guy. Fiberglass has more memory. So as you swing through your cast, the rod loads up more and it stays behind you longer. And as you come forward, that's when that fulcrum takes effect and just launches it out there with basically no effort if you watch guys and I got nothing against guys facing composites or graphites or whatever you want to whatever you want to use but if you watch those guys stand at the rail they're always leaning into it to try and get that little extra with fiberglass you don't have to so it saves a fatigue cup apart and it saves on your shoulders when you're casting I know lots of guys, and these are friends of mine who have been using graphite rods for the last 10 or 15 years, and they got some shoulder issues, and it's from casting rods. There's no, there's, the recoil is so fast that the rod doesn't have a chance to work for you. You know, what what he's talking about. When I hook these things, I hook these, you know, whether it be 15, 20, 25-pound yellowtail on 40 pounds. On a long rod, I'm fishing a tight, tight drag, and all I do is let the thing stick it between my legs and let it work like a shock absorber. You know what what he's talking
2: about here, too? You won't find any of the guys on the pro tour in the bass fishing world that that prefer a composite or graphite rod for throwing a crankbait. Every one of them, and every good rod company that, that's out there has a graphite they've got you know the composites are used for for the technical parts for throwing something where you need deep and you need to feel the bite if you're throwing a crankbait, every every good rod company has a glass rod because the the balsa wood doesn't weigh anything well, neither does the surface iron weighs four ounces or less, and you're trying to get a hundred yard cast with four ounces. You can't do it with a rod that doesn't load, that loads up quick and then fires quick. That's the composite rod. It's made for a different style of fishing. The grap, the 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 glass rods, are soft and and as you make that cast, like he was saying, it loads up differently and fires a lot slower and longer in in your your cast. But it fires that four ounces a long, long way as opposed to a graphite that'll snap it and stop. So if, the, if, if, if anybody is it.
10: ever on a boat that I'm on and they watch me cast, it's effortless. You know, I stand there flat footed, make a cast and off it goes. You know, I've been doing it for all my life and it, it's just, a, it's just easier on the whole system. You know, you're able to do it all day. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm 63 years old. I don't get tired out there fishing all day. I do it. don't think anything about it. You know, uh, if I can, hey, uh, can do it at 63, part, you know, maybe you should look into a little bit different equipment.
2: The other part you were talking about is a smaller diameter spool because when you have a smaller or lighter weight <laughs> bait, the smaller diameter spool will will release that factor and let it go a longer distance than a bigger spool that's heavier weight. It it won't go as far. So there's a lot to what Danny's doing that makes total sense if you're out there on the water. But, you know, trying to figure it out yourself, he's giving you information here that's invaluable. Instead of trying to figure out what do I buy, if you listen to him, what he's saying, man, this, this is the keys to success right here.
10: Uh-oh, and the other part of this whole thing is, uh, and I've said this on, on this radio show before. I mean, of however many yellowtail I've caught in my lifetime, which is thousands, most of them are hooked within a hundred feet of the boat. So, and uh, you always hear about that old a hundred yard cast. Well, that's 300 feet. You know, the fish are reacting to the chum that's at the boat and most of that's inside of a hundred feet. So all you got to do is find out what the fish are doing, where they're doing it, and you put it in the right place, and you get a swimmer properly, odds are you get a bite, and odds are it's inside of a 100 feet on the boat.
1: Danny, on that surface iron, when you cast that on there, do you count that thing down, or do you put it in the gear and start winding and grinding?
10: Depends. Uh, if the fish is up moving around, you're seeing, you're your, your eyeballing it, it hits the water, you start moving it. If if you're seeing indications of fish, you know, such as the guy up in the wheelhouse is saying, yeah, you know, we got good scattered fish around here, typically that fish will be down a little bit, and then you start looking at the birds. If the birds aren't walking on the water chasing yellowtail, well, they're up 25 or 50 feet or whatever that is, but you can still see that they're actively looking whatever that distance are that those birds are from the water those fish are approximately halfway you know if they're 50 feet those fish are 25 or 30 feet or whatever it is below the surface that's when you let your your thing for you know 15 (laughs) or 20 seconds or whatever it is you let it get down farther in the water column the the closer those birds get to the water the higher the fish are the higher the birds are in the air the deeper the fish
2: are, yeah, wow, good sign. There's there. great wisdom there. That is the Mexican depth finder. Because if you ever fish around any of the pongueros down below, they've taught me over the years. You know, here this bird right here, this is the one you want to watch. Or when the birds are up, however high they are off the water, is how fish the how far the fish are down below the water. So that if you can kind of keep those little clues in mind that's great information from Danny right there because oh. that's that will help your success ratio by leaps and bounds
1: and Danny when you finally do get hit you know a lot of times with the top water lure in uh, freshwater fishing we let the fish take it and we feel the weight of the fish on our line before we set the hook uh uh, is that the same thing uh, with a surface iron, or is that a little different technique?
10: On, on any kind of iron, I, I don't care what yeah, you're fishing no. with calico bass, barracuda, bonita, yellowtail, wahoo, tuna, whatever it is. Yo yo fishing or surface fishing. Wind. All you do is wind. You get the bite, you just wind. And
7: Amen. you wind until the fish the takes
10: handle. line off your reel. When the fish takes oh. line off your reel, that's when you got them hooked. Oh, Even right. wahoo. In fact, I. Every now and then a wahoo will fall off just because they're kind of that way. But but you just wind. When when you're winding, and no matter how hard it is, you keep winding until line comes off your reel. And if you're fish especially if you're yellow fishing, you've got them hooked. Gotcha. Don't swing. If you and swing, it tell, comes right I out of I tell
2: everybody up. that on my charter trips, and I, and I teach this over and over again, I don't care if you're bait fishing or throwing iron whatever else, never don't set the hook i mean 90 percent of the time you're talking about bass anglers they they make a 50 foot cast you know and even at that you know a long cast is 100 foot if you can get that far out and then you set the hook you've picked up what three feet of line and you haven't got the hook in the fish you're it's never going to work turn the handle turn a handle turn a handle just what danny was saying Wind. Because you've got to get that fish onto the hook and get the hook set before you do any hook setting at all. And until you do that, he'll turn his head. He'll hook himself. I I don't care whether you're bait fishing or
1: iron fishing. That is the secret to success. Danny, we want to thank you so much for sharing the information with us that you had tonight. You're always very generous. With that H H&M landing working in the tackle store over there as Dan said, go by and say hello to Danny but Danny, if people want to find out about what boats are going where and what the schedules are, how's the best way to do it
10: Well there's one or two ways you go to the internet if you want uh, hmlanding.com or you and you can book us there you know you can check up on both ships or half days or whatever you want. Or you could just call the landing itself, 619-222-1144, and whoever answers that phone can take care of it for you one way or the other.
1: All right, Danny, thanks a lot for being with us tonight and giving up some of your Sunday. Appreciate it very much.
10: Thank you, Danny. Oh, you're quite welcome, John. You bet. You too, Stan.
1: All right. Hey, Stan, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Hey, everybody, that's it. We want to thank Otto and the AM540 Studios. Ben Harvey, our local producer, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, Eddie McCune, and Mr. Paul Leader, who is responsible for help keeping us on the air. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Man, you taught me. You ain't
5: got no ambition. you no convincing. Gone fishing. Got your hound dog by your side. That's old Cindy Lou going with me. Gone fishing. Mm-hmm. Of Biden, that is get high. Get away from me, boys, you bothering me. Folks won't find us now.